our Life Today podcast with Troy Savage. Thanks for coming on, Troy. No, all good, man. All good. All good. So basically, the, the main motivation I have for bringing Troy on is that he is the highest achiever physically across the real movement community. We've been working together since maybe 2016, um, and I want to help to express or learn a bit more about you know what's brought Troy to this situation today and also just share a bit more about you know his background because obviously real movement isn't the the first uh, physical development that, that Troy's done so it'd be cool to hear a bit about training before real movement and, and sort of that footy background and then uh, moving into you know what you do now and and how you know how you're working with athletes as well as everyday Joes uh, today so um, yeah, maybe Troy, if you could share a, a little bit about sort of what you were doing with your training, you know, where you were at before you joined Real Movement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, background a little bit about me was like sort of rugby league background. Yeah. Um, sort of went through the the NRL system, footy system, and um, yeah, I was trying to trying to play professional um, rugby league over here in Australia. Um, so from so training wise, yeah, sort of just done what what we um, were told to do in the gym. Um, so it was very sort of oh back there it was quite um it's just probably compared to today like it's a lot better strength and conditioning wise. We're doing um, in the gym. I don't know. It's still called a sort of bodybuilding stuff back then. So um, not even what they have in strength and conditioning and what they have in today. So that was sort of the training part and then sort of didn't make it as an athlete. I didn't make that elite level in the NRL. Um, went to France, played a few years over there and then, yeah, got into coaching and then just had to try and figure out my my weak points and why I didn't make it. And um, sort of that's what brought me to real movement. I wanted to figure out how I could have, how I could have got better physically. That's that's like that's a tough question, but it's probably a, a good question to ask. You know, why why do you think that you you didn't make it in footy? If you look at what you can sort of do now as an athlete, and you look at you know the standards are high in footy for sure. A lot of the guys are naturally you know great athletes, and they and they work hard. But like, if you had to put your finger on it, you know, what you, what would you say the key factors of why you didn't get to that very top level with the, you know the big contract play at the highest level? Um, I just think I I didn't have um, confidence in my ability on the field sometimes, and um, and that sort of started with training. Um, I wasn't prepared to go out each week and just perform week after week after week. I'd be even I was inconsistent during games. I'd go good for a little bit of a period, and then week to week also up and down. Okay, and then at a professional level, you have to be that consistent. So. That's right. Yeah, so you got to be that consistent that you you know you get your shot to be a professional athlete. So I think just with a little bit of extra training, I didn't need that much. I was close to the top already, um, and I just needed that little extra, like out of my training, out of whatever, out of my diet. Um, so yeah, but I've figured out those things now. I've, I've thought, and yeah, that's sort of made me the person I am, and sort of the coach I am as well today. Yeah, I guess that's the fun of it, isn't it? Is like solving those problems, and it's the fun of being an athlete as well. Is like, well, what do I need to do? Like, looking for that edge and continuing to look for that edge. I think it's a big part of the fun of being an athlete. And then you go out and test yourself, whether it's with footy or whatever it is that you do. Like, did it work? You know, and that that hypothesis 
and then um, you know getting the result back is is a fun process to be in. I think that's what a lot of people miss. I need to be in something competitive when they finish footy, and and maybe it is, but I think a lot of times it's just that thing of striving to be better, and then you know getting getting an outcome from that process. You know, like I think that's for me that's what makes brings more meaning to my life. Like being in a process that I'm very committed to and then seeing if it works. Yeah, 100%, Mark. So, sort of, yeah, when I join Real Movement, you have all the different standards and you're like, just that competitive nature comes out, well, like within me anyway, that, okay, that's the standard. And then i sort of seen the benefits that it could have played with um, not just me and footy, but like just in society in general and all the different sort of standards that when... I don't know, back in 2016 when you first set all those the standards of real movement, they were very high and I wasn't even near any of them back then. But, um, yeah, that was just a, yeah, it's a good journey to be able to reach certain levels and have a well-rounded, like, um, sort of skill set, I'd say. Yeah. I think, like, my... I mean, they're, they're very much... They're pretty similar now, the, the, the belt standards a big part of my motivation with that is to to give people direction and meaning with their training. Like everyone needs meaning in their life. Everyone needs, you know, direction and things to strive for. And for sure it can be challenging for someone who just goes to the gym or, you know, doesn't even really get up the motivation to go to the gym. Like when you go, well, yeah, I'm going to get to those levels, you know, that's uh, something that can drive the process. Like the process I think is the, is the biggest reward, but, you got to have somewhere that you want to go with it. So, like, what do you think it is about yourself that you know you've that has helped you to go so far? Because a lot of people have looked at those belts and said, "Yeah, that that'd be cool if I could do those things." But I don't, I've never met anyone who can do those things like um, at the black belt level. You know what? What do you think it is that you know you sort of have have gone there? Like, you know, you. you you're saying you looked at it and you thought, yeah, that's cool and you've got that competitive side, but speak to us about like process for yourself and how, how that journey's been. Yeah, so I sort of, yeah, I've seen like those levels. Um, I sort of, my mindset around it was, so how does, uh, I sort of took my athlete background. Okay, we trained um, maybe twice a day, three times a day at certain times and that's what it, that's what it took to become a professional and sort of that's what it took to become good at anything so like i knew three times a week training for 45 minutes was not going to allow me to reach that level um so i sort of put a plan in place i was like i'm just going to try and train every day try and take a little one have one focus on one of the one of the standards i'll try and hit so if it was pancake i put a main focus on that and then I'd try and make up my other trainings, but still progressing in the other other things as well, like the handstand, the strength stuff, but have a little main focus on pancake for that, whatever block I was doing. And once I ticked off the pancake, put that in the back pocket, and then I'd chase my next one. And yeah, it's just been a continuous process of doing that, um, getting the right workload in. And it wasn't always perfect. Um, I thought, yeah, I'd always have up, ups and downs in training, but it was always sort of heading towards those targets so I thought that that worked really well for me um yeah so having a good good um strength base and then working on my mobility once I ticked off um yeah pancake or once I got my handstands 
down. I could work a little bit on that. And sort of it was just that um, figuring out, but sort of just putting in the putting in the work each day was the main thing. Like just being consistent. Without consistency and some of the exercises, you'll probably sort of just stay at a certain point. Um, yeah, so that's sort of how I worked it out when I first sort of started and got into it. I think that psychology, some of what you're talking about there, is is really interesting. Of like, it wasn't perfect, um, but you stayed with the task. So, like, it's obvious that you you know you have some self discipline. You've got that balance of being hard enough on yourself that you get the work done, but not so hard on yourself that you that you crush yourself and then and you, you lose hope because like oh that that session was rubbish and and you lose you know lose yeah. positive lose momentum with that. Like how do you go with that for yourself and as a coach like balancing those two? Yeah, yeah. With that, I'd sort of expect those down periods. Um, my thing is just being consistent. Um, yeah, I think you learn it through the handstands too because a handstand is that hard to learn that you have more bad days than you have good. So I think, yeah, if you want to start having a good training um, mentality, mentality, then learning how to handstand is, is probably the best thing you can do because you fail for, you know, nine times out of ten and then you get a stick right at the start and then not until you've put in the work do you actually get the rewards, okay, and then it's uh, very um, yeah, hard hard thing to learn at the start. Everyone will sort of sort of vouch for me there. Um, yeah, even the juggling, you're failing, failing, failing. Like it's more failing. So it's just being able to um, understand those movements, not getting so down on yourself, and then just being so consistent that you're looking to the long term, and then you just start getting wins, and then you just develop it. And yeah, that's what I've just done. Yeah. That yeah, that's so. I think a lot of people when they start with real movement, they have they don't understand why we're doing things like handstands, why we're doing juggling, why ability standards are so high. Do you understand that stuff more now from the perspective of having done it? Yeah, hundred percent. What would you say to those people? Like, why would you do that um, I just think it just yeah, just um, just build some resilience in, into you as well, and then. Yeah, and then you can see it in others and how you coach as well. I think it's helped with my coaching just as much. Um, and then when you're at a high level, I think just osmosis of like the people that you coach, they just, I don't know, I think they step it up as well. So like within the community of real movement, obviously you come in at the start, um, there's coaches ahead of you, some are behind you in all different areas. And I think that is one of the most powerful things of this community. Um, when I first started, there were people far ahead of me in the hands and I, and I could see them and seeing it in person when I went, went along to the workshops was, yeah, in my mind, I was just like, okay, I want to get to there. How do I get to there? So in between the workshops, I'd work really hard at home. I'd be like undercover a little bit. I was like, yeah, I'm going to smash it out. So when I come next time, I'm on the next group and sort of, yeah, just I like created that momentum and, yeah, it's just, just natural now, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sort of becomes party personality, right? Like how do, you, how do you think it's impacted your outlook on life or business or, you know, other, other aspects? Yeah, I just, yeah, I just have that resilience these days. I just know that if you put in the, put in the work, it's eventually going to happen um, no matter what happens along that path, um, even when it goes into coaching. Um, because I didn't start out as a full-time coach when I first came to Real Movement. Um, 
but now you know I, I got into coaching now I'm a full-time coach one of your goals though wasn't it like to get out of what you were doing before you know yep. so that was like that's been a big part of the journey as well if you haven't even spoken about like but that's um you know now you're coaching NRL players like how far away were you from coaching NRL players when you you know you weren't even doing much coaching yeah. or you know what I mean yeah, I, was, I wasn't a coach at all when I first came to my first real movement, Brisbane. I remember going into class and like we had the right, or we had the coach and maybe take a warm up or something. I was just shitting myself. I was like, fuck, I can't do this. Because <laughs> everyone else is coaches and they're so confident in their coaching ability. Like my physical ability was all right, but my coaching ability was like low standard. Like I didn't know what to do. I could program for myself, um, but to coach others and to cue them. Um, that wasn't there yet and sort of caught that up to my physical sort of ability now and yeah I'm confident in coaching so but yeah I had a had a job that I just wanted to get out of I wanted to move towards being a full-time coach and yeah that I had a family to look after I had to do both in between and so it took me a little bit longer than I I hoped but I eventually got there and so the same with handstands I just sort of the correlation between training and life is sort of sort of works together so I like that um, sort of story of, you know, you're failing, 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 and then you finally get a little win, and then you build momentum, and then it happens. So, yeah, I like that little cross-correlation between uh, handstands and sort of life efforts when you're trying to make it, you know, trying to make something of yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a good message, Troy. And, like, that's the experience that I've seen over and over is that as people can get their handstands together, as they... As as they do get stronger, as they do dial in their body composition, every, like the other sides happen for them naturally. It becomes easier. The confidence goes up, the self-belief, learning by osmosis, the people around you up their standards. Therefore, you get better results. Therefore, your business grows. Like It's it's a different approach to someone who goes through exercise science or goes and gets their Cert 3 and 4. Um, in my experience, it's much more effective. You know what I mean? Like you've, you think about how far you've come in three or four years where you could have gone and got your bachelor's, you could be doing your master's and, and you still might have that same nerves about running a warm-up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because that, that doesn't teach you, you know, necessarily that, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, your, your journey's been amazing and it's because you've jumped in, done the work, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's been a been a good couple of years through doing the real movement stuff. Um, yeah, you wouldn't get it anywhere else. Just that experience, the exposure to the different coaches. Like, the community's great. Like, when we first started off and that, I had, like, two guys stay at my house from NZ, um, would go to the um, events and would just, you know, go out to lunch. And you're just in a community of people that you wouldn't find in your normal life, just in your normal circles. I think, yeah, you're sort of all on the same path. And when you're sitting at that table... I got a few photos that when I look back, I'm like, yeah, that was a good. I think there was uh, the one from Brizzy where there was, I think Jason Clark from that Perform 360, yeah. and all those sort of sort of yeah. guys. Um, Josh, um, yeah, I think Six, Ezra, and all those guys were there, and they were like way, 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 way ahead of me in the coaching ranks and gym things. And I'm, I'm not. Uh, I feel like I'm caught up to them now. So yeah, <laughs> and now you're one of those. Um, in our community you know like that's that's for me that's the exciting thing is seeing people go through that journey from having comments not what you know what part is. so 
you know, being in that place where they're they're happy to you know happy to happy to take on you know elite athletes and project athletes and that sort of thing. Like it's it's a, it's an epic journey that you've been on, and I hope that anyone listening to this just draws confidence of if you if you're going to do the work, there really aren't those barriers. Like a lot of people put barriers in front of themselves of qualifications and connections and uh, mobility is probably the area that most people, especially footy background, if, you know, people who've got that footy background or, or, or are looking to work in that area are listening to this, they're going to think the mobility stuff is, is the most ridiculous. Like, where did you start with that and, and sort of how has your mindset changed around, you know, range of strength, the ability to get your body into positions? And... Yeah, so, yeah, I started off, yeah, with horrible mobility um, to what I, what I am at now. Um, I had a lot of back problems. Um, uh, post footy, uh, just wake up, sore back, and I was like, "Man, I got to figure this out." And yeah, that's how it sort of that ha- that's how my mobility journey started. Um, I wasn't as mobile, like I didn't have no gymnastics background before footy, or I wasn't just naturally flexible. I was just tight and stiff as everyone probably is when they first start out training. And um, yeah, sort of that took me on that journey of um, okay, there's there's something in here. So when I started, I started feeling better when I was more mobile and strong. And then, yeah, once I was hitting my pancakes, good hip flexor stretches um, through the shoulders, I started feeling mad, every day mad. So I was feeling good. And then that reflected on my training. My training goes up and then it complemented um, other aspects of my life. I could get through life pain-free. And then, yeah, sort of with, building in the range of strength stuff with the ATG just sort of took it to that next level. So hitting those, being strong through that full range of motion, I found that to be the, the game changer for me and how I coach athletes at the moment. Um, they're really looking for that next thing. And yeah, so that full range with the combination of that mobility with that strength through the length stuff of the AT, ATG is just like combined it to make um, probably one of the most powerful sort of athlete, athletic development systems that I use. And, yeah, I'm 100% all in on that, and I can just see the benefits. And as I'm coaching these athletes, they can see the benefits straight away. They're like, they hate squatting. They hate squatting in the gym real heavy during the season, or you know, because, yeah, it just burns them out. They're tired. Um and now they're starting to understand how I'm coaching the full range of motion and they're starting to enjoy the weights, you know what I mean? When you are when you can't hit a full depth squat and you're still trying to load the bar as heavy as you can, it doesn't feel good. And no. then you don't feel good after either. So, And they're sort of starting to understand that. And that's what I was doing when I was playing footy. I was just heavy as possible, no range of motion, just working the range of motion around whatever my current level of ability was instead of actually having a look at my mobility and where I was crappy at and then fixing that then to move that weight better. So, yeah, that's sort of the big game changer for me at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. I mean, obviously, it's been my journey as well over the last year and a bit and applying that, you know, with the Camp with Sunny, which is where we, we reconnected. You know, we hadn't seen each other for a while. Troy dropped everything, came up to, to join the, the camp with, with Sonny on the Gold Coast. And, and now we're working together um, with Real Movement and got you know, big plans for how we can get these systems out to more athletes and more coaches. Like there's obviously, to me, it's really obvious that we, there's something better here than what the status quo is. You know, you can see it with what you're doing, Troy, but, you know, there's other people around the world that are 
seeing these results. And obviously, Ben, you know, with with ATG, with Ben Patrick, like there's something really special there. And as you say, athletes know intuitively that there's a, this is better, you know what I mean? And you can manage the nervous system better. So not everything has to be, you know, really draining. It doesn't have to cause, you know, joint stiffness, et cetera. So just more tools, better tools. Um, I think it's difficult for coaches to be humble enough to, to consider that they may be way off the mark with stuff. I, I will admit, like, you know, the way I trained people, like I, I was missing so much when I was at the Roosters. Like, yeah, we won the, we won the premiership. We won back-to-back minor premierships, et cetera. But I could do that job so much better than what I've done it now. And, and you know, Pat Lane, who was my intern at that time, he's stayed a student. And he's, you know, been publicly, you know, applying different things from from ATG, and you know, he, he's continuing to learn and upgrade his system, which is part of the reason why you get to go back to back, is because he's just hunger hungry to, you know, continue to improve. I want to just finish maybe about a little bit about what the experience has been like working with New Zealand Maori and some of the NRL players over the, the last little while. Um, more on the personal side, like obviously. We know that we train people very differently to what's done normally in strength and conditioning. So, you know, you're going to see those gaps because, you know, the players are going to see those gaps as well and that sort of thing. But like, personally, what's it sort of meant to you to have those opportunities to give back now in, in the footy world? Yeah, it definitely means a lot when you can... Yeah, when the players sort of know you might have an answer to some of their problems that they're dealing with. Um, so I know we do all our training stuff a bit differently, and but for the yeah, it's very humbling when the players are coming to you to ask, oh, how can I like do better on this? How can I do better on that? How do, how can I get better? Um, so that's what sort of I took away from hanging out with some of the guys, and some guys won't ask you any questions, and they will, you know what I mean? That's just the nature yeah. of of the beast, you know. Some players won't won't. Um, like our training and some people and some players will love it and that's just that's just a general and life you know you're going to have that full spectrum and but the players the players that do seek you out and they're they're such a pleasure to work with they'll they'll do anything you know what i mean you tell them to do that they'll do it straight away and yeah i think i had one player come to me and he said yeah i've got i've got knee pain and i said i'll oh, just like he thought to himself that that's um, he has to deal with that knee pain throughout his rest of his career and his life. And I said, no, nah, there's actually a fix to that. Like we can work on a few things. And yeah, I'm not saying it was an overnight success, but the next day he said, oh, my knees feel mad because I've done a few little things with him. But I think just that mental um, little switch went off that oh, there's actually a there's actually a solution to his problem. Like he wouldn't he wasn't seeking out any solutions and he didn't think there was anyone out there to help with his knee pain and he was like man you've, you've helped my career so much and I'm still working with him to this day he comes to see me um, and just building those relationships with the players um, giving them like you know giving them good results and they can see them straight away um, I had a player do his MCL and he was from he was a young guy he, hasn't, he hadn't played NRL yet he'd done his MCL on the weekend and yeah, an hour after the game, he messaged me, bro, I need to need to call you. And oh, can you call me? He said, text me. And I was like, ah, oh. I've had an inkling of a feeling that he was injured, right? So I called him up and I said, oh, hey, bro, what's wrong? He said, oh man, I done my MCL, and I went, oh, like, 
okay? Like, it's, it's a tough call to take a young footy player who's just, you know, I've been there myself. Um, he's sort of just trying to make NRL. He's that close and he's just done his yeah. MCO at the start of the season. So yeah. to be able to take that call for him and just say, hey, bro, like, it's going to be all right. Like, you know, I just said to him, you know, like, it's, it's part of the beast of being a footy player. Sometimes these things are going to happen and you're just going to come back stronger. But just the act of actually being able to take that, like sort of that's the human side. Like we have all the training side, but the human side of being able to take this young player's call is like very, um, yeah, humbling or like, you know, it hits you right in those heart, heart spots, you know what I mean? And like, that's what, that, that's what it's all about. Like no money can, like, can... Yeah, I can't be paid too much money to be able to feel those sort of experiences with players like that. So, yeah, that was one that was just happened in the last week. So, yeah, that was a very humbling experience. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have it if I didn't learn, like, all the stuff that I've learned and I couldn't apply that to them. I think that's the biggest thing. If, if you've got more tools, then you that, that gives you more confidence to, to play yeah. a bigger role rather than only working with the awesome guys who just want to improve, you know, get themselves out of pain and get themselves to, to higher function. Like it's, yeah, super powerful. And I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm excited for you with the way things are developing there. And, and I know that it's just going to get much bigger. You know, if you look at the NBA, NFL connections that Ben Patrick is making, like those players are recognizing there's a better way. I need better treatment. You know, I need, I need to be prepared better for my sport. I need to recover better. Um, there is a better way. And, you know, teams don't, aren't applying it. I know there's teams that are applying bits and pieces just off Instagram and stuff. Um, and maybe some of them are actually signed up with, with ATG now and they're, they're doing the work. I hope, you know, I hope they do and I hope they are. Um, the knee ability certifications just come online for us. So you can actually learn, you know, Ben's system from front to back, you know, directly from him, ask him questions, you know, submit your videos and, and actually prove that you can apply that system. So, you know, it's a whole new kind of style and world of, of training that we're going into now, which is really exciting. You know, I think that the tra- you know the training industry, education, etc., needs a shake up. Athlete preparation needs a shake up, and I don't see who else is going to do it. So you know, it may as well it may as well be us. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming on today, Troy. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I know it encourages me to improve myself i got my handstands back to you know pretty much as good as they've ever been with a bit of a push you know from you since we reconnected and and that's how this stuff works you might have also noticed uh, troy's got a a full map of sydney there on his biceps um he's working on the body composition side of things as well maybe we'll do another podcast you know diving into to body composition but again we're taking a contrarian approach to that we're doing pretty much the opposite of what sports science sports dietitians are saying and, and you know the, the map on Troy's arms tells the story of is that you know is that working so basically you can go as lean as you want to go <laughs> with with the approach now you know so um, yeah my encouragement would be to you know to keep asking questions and if, if some of this is resonating with you like really crazy accessible now like when Troy came into the program and around that time like it was a $10,000 upfront commitment that we're asking for from coaches I don't know if Troy did that exactly. It changed a bit over time, but we have made it crazy accessible now. So anyone who is even thinking about, you know, they could get their Cert 3 and 4 or they could go and do their other qualifications that are out there, you know, especially getting a university degree, you're looking at, you know, 30 grand plus, 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 plus all your lost income, plus all the time, and then you're not really employable at the end of that anyway and you need to go do your master's and 
we've got a product that's $100 a month and I think it's better than anything else that's out there. If I didn't think that, then I wouldn't say that and I would continue to develop it until it was. But, you know, I've got a better product than I've ever had and it's cheaper than it's ever been. And I've got guys like Troy and there's a whole team of us that are working, you know, with you directly to help you get to another level. Uh, my heart's in it more than it's ever been and the structure's there. Um, so I'm very, very excited for the results that are going to come with these coaches. We do deal with, you know, getting your social media going, getting your online business going, um, as well as pushing your training standards and get programming. Like there is nothing as complete as this out there as, you know, what's being offered right now. I wish it was this good when Troy first came in. I wish we had been able to offer all the ATG stuff, etc., to Troy in 2016. But um, it is what it is. And, and, you know, we just continue to improve it all the time. So, uh, don't know if you've got any closing words, thoughts there, Troy, for athletes or coaches listening in, um, parting advice? Um, yeah, I was just probably in your situation where you are at the moment and if you just put in the hard work, you know, and sort of, you know, offer value to your clients and your athletes, then, you know, it's going to pay off. But just be consistent. Don't worry. Things are going to go up and down like normally. So just be consistent. Stay on the path. Good chat. If you've got any questions or you want to follow up, message Troy on Instagram uh, or you can message myself on Instagram, KeeganRMVT. If you've got any questions or if you want to join up with us, uh, there's a link there and it's no contract, $100 a month. So there's no there's no real risk. And if you love your first month, then you might end up working with us and, and getting to a point somewhere like what Troy is. And if you don't, you haven't really lost too much. Um, so uh, Troy, what's your Insta there if people want to reach out? Troy M. Savage. Troy M. Savage. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much for your time and uh, yeah, speak soon.